Hello and welcome back to the Specky and Paul Talk Detailing Podcast. We are the streaks and smears of the UK detailing community. This is season two, episode 15, Heatwave Detailing. I am a double sausage and egg muffin named Specky McSporran, and I'm joined as always by my good friend, co-host and former beach bikini model, Paul Dolden. Well, thank you for that. I'm glad you uh, brought that up. I thought you'd forgotten about that hidden history of mine. Uh, I shall never mention the history of my uh, personal life ever again. (laughs) This week, we are back with a sponsor. I think you're going to like this one. This could be the answer to a lot of problems, especially car parks. This is Inflato Wrap. So... Uh, obviously, we, we know about wrapped cars, we know about PPF, we know about all the professional side of things. You know, what yeah. about the fun side of things? What about protecting your car and actually getting your own back on those absolute idiots that open their door up on your car and then just drive off? So, let me explain mm-hmm. Inflato Wrap. This basically is a uh, if you put your number plate in the search engine, comes up with a website and it takes the model number, so mine being a Skoda Rapid. Yeah, forms a model on your car, and you basically get this wrap, which is in a kit form. You put literally drapes over your car once you've cleaned your car, and it forms like a suction to the bodywork. And then it actually self-inflates. You know like those mattresses you get when you go camping, yeah, and you yes. roll them out, and you release the valve? Exactly mm-hmm. the same thing. You're probably thinking, why would you want an inflatable wrap all over your car, apart from it looking absolutely ghastly? Uh, simple reason is, when when someone opens their door on your car, it actually inflates further, so more PSI, and it knocks the door back into their face. They're never going to do it again. Uh, it's like a self-defense mechanism. It's, it's fantastic. It's, it's like an airbag, essentially, it's but basically, on the external side of your car, on the exterior of your car. Where else do you put airbags? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you stupid or something? You're probably thinking, your hang on a minute. If you're Vicky, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I've never liked Air Eye, but I'll make an exception. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably thinking, hang on a minute. You put this over the entire car. Well, how the hell do you get in the damn thing? I thought of everything. You've got air type zips. So you literally, it's a bit like one of those things you go down, you know, the seafront. You've got those great big igloos and you throw kids in there with like a ball pit, and they zip the door up and suffocate your kids. <laughs> Similar to that. <laughs> Long story, I was, I was very ill on one of them. It wasn't, <laughs> la- it wasn't last week. I can assure you it was years ago. So you, you z- <laughs> I was just <laughs> picturing it while you're bikini modelling at the same time. <laughs> now, <laughs> so you've got your zips. You can get in and out your car, okay? That's not an issue. The only issue is regulating the PSI. I did. I have been testing this. It's not. It's not. Had a very unfortunate episode with. It's got to be a Toyota Yaris driver because they're the only people that door your car, or Ooh. a Honda Jazz, <laughs> or maybe that old girl's got the triumph for claim. Not many of them left on the road. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of overinflated. I think the actuator's gone in the inflation device, and um, she was. Uh, well, let's just say she landed in one of the shopping trolleys, <laughs> about twenty feet away. So I have got to look at the regulator, uh, but that's it. Inflato Wrap is this week's sponsor. Um, if you're after, you know, more ideas from this, this crazy background we've got, these sponsorship deals, don't hesitate to um, DM me. Uh, let me know what you think, and we can get it on the market, because I think it's a winner. You see, when you when you talk about zippable doors, 
I just think of those uh, mobility scooters that have the full weather shielding over the top of them. You know the ones I'm talking about? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Looks like someone's got a, a tiny gazebo bolted to the top of yeah, we've got mobility un- scooters. We've got a number of the yeah. four-wheeled greenhouses um, and driving around <laughs> the village. Um, I often wonder how they cope with the heat because obviously, yeah. you know, you're, you're basically sealed in a clean film bubble. Um, you know, dying in your own urine, effectively, <laughs> which drowning, drowning in your own wee, because it's you know the temperature. I mean, I've mentioned this in several videos uh, about the, the heat wave we're experiencing. Oh, quick pun there about the latest video. More about that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, I often wonder how what really really puzzles me. It's always puzzled me throughout my entire adult life. Is you go out, you're in your espadrilles, you're in your flip-flops, you've got your magnum shorts on, your vest top, looking like you fell out of the uh, Club Tropicana video from Wham. And you see someone walking down the street, you think, how's that possible? They're wearing like a body warmer and a woolly hat and moccasins. And then you suddenly <laughs> realise it's a pensioner. <laughs> I mean, you know, Hang I on. can Hang get... On. stop. Wait, wait, wait. Did you hear that? Paula went I... to 99 with a flick. You did hear that, didn't you? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> we don't live by the sea at all. Um, <laughs> there's low. We got it. every sort of confectionery food outlet has become mobile on Mersey Island. I don't know. We've got all sorts here. We've got uh, some guy in the village doing some meat thing, a hog roast type thing. We've got a pizza one. We've got the coffee one. We've got ice creams, seafood. Next thing will be the fruit and veg going mobile. Everyone's mobile these days. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I just think it's funny hearing the uh, hearing that in the background is cracking. That's not a, that is not a sound effect because AI wouldn't know how to do it. That is a true. I've got my my Pratt cave door open because obviously it's at the moment. Oh, it's only twenty three degrees. Uh, uh, what time is it? Quarter past six at night. I was calling down to what it was earlier. It's 26 degrees in my office right now while I'm recording this. So, um, yeah. You better get that documented. That's the highest temperature Scotland has ever reached. <laughs> no, actually, um, the the hottest temperature it's ever reached has been in Natalie's um, little but conservatory. Easy, hang on. What? Where are you going Steady. with this? In her conservatory. Oh, sorry. Um, oh. You know, because it's a conservatory. And when you leave the doors closed in there and then you walk in on a hot day and you get hit in the face like, you know, you've just had a flamethrower um you know pointed in your in your direction it is insanely hot in there she's got products in there she's got all sorts that's basically her salon how they're not all melted yet i've no idea but you know i've never understood the concept of a conservatory um obviously the back i suppose it was a late 80s thing wasn't it in the mid 90s where every Mm. bugger was having a conservatory and now the only people that have them are people that grow drugs (laughs) because because I can saw the greenhouse. The greenhouse is outside. I want the conservatory to be inside. <laughs> you know what's interesting? I, I did say to Natalie, I said that, you know, it's nice to have a conservatory, mainly because in the winter time, when we get a bit of sun, it is going to warm that, that little room. So then we can hopefully open all the doors and let some of the heat come through into the house and heat the house a little bit more cheaply. Not that I'm tight or anything, but clearly I am. I'm um, Scottish. So, Yes, but that was the only kind of thing I thought was, you know, maybe a good idea. In the summertime, you're never going to go anywhere near it because it's far. It's just far too hot. Even in Scotland, it's far too hot. It just needs five minutes of sunshine and it's already boiling in there. Um, 
Poor Natalie's been having to struggle through it, but she's managed. She's got a wee cooler in there and things, and and she gets by. So well, it could uh, be worse. It could be you in there. So thank, yes, thank the Lord. It could know. be. I mean, we did talk about that when uh, we moved into this place, and she said, "Well, this room will be my my salon, and the conservatory will be your office." I thought, "Yeah, right." My computer will will literally not even want to switch on in that kind of heat. Uh, it's already got cooling issues as it is. So no, no. Um, thankfully, she's out there, and I'm in here. And that's the way it should be. Right, let's go on with the news. Uh, would you like to kick it off? Mm, for a uh, yes, so my last video went out uh, just last week. And that was the 10 Sealance video. If you have not already seen it, um, I highly recommend you go and watch it because it, it was quite interesting. Brands like Autoglim, Autoglans, High Definition Detail, Garage Therapy... Ooh, who else was in there? Uh, G3 Pro were in there. Car Plan were in there. I am details. Gonna, uh, AM details. I'm not going to give away who was the winner, but what I will say is, lots of people uh, commented saying that they predicted before this video went live that certain brands were going to die first in the chemical resilience test, and I think. Some of you, if you have not seen it, and I think some of you will be very, very surprised by the results that I got. Um, really, really enjoyed making that video. Good fun to do the testing. Somebody asked why I didn't get the lab coat on in that video. I tried it. It was just too damn hot. So, um, you know, you just don't want yeah, to add extra layers. It's not a really um, good call, is it? Polyester it's... viscose eBay um, <laughs> doctor's coat, doctor and nurse's coat in this They're heat. warmer than you think. Like, really, it's surprising how much warmer you are in that thing. So, anyway, that's that. But I've also had a few messages from a few people saying that um, there should be a part two to this because some people had suggested... Um, different sealants that they would like to see featured and i do have some of those so uh, there could well be a part two to all of this where i'm featuring other products maybe if i don't have enough i might feature maybe the top two three of the last test to compare them against be very interesting but that was my latest video and thank you to everyone who watched it and commented on it because i really genuinely enjoyed doing that and then speaking of videos, Paul, you have one that went out to today as far as recording is concerned. Um, yeah, by the time they listen to this podcast, hopefully they, they would have watched it and um, and subscribed. Uh, welcome to some new uh, subscribers. I said, I'll just say it a bit louder. Welcome to some new subscribers. Wherever you are, please subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I kind of fell off the face of the YouTube planet. Um, for a little while because of the extreme heat. We are down south and it has been just ridiculous. Like 39 degrees was the top temperature. And since then, it's been very high 20s. And I've also been working lots of nights. I mentioned this in the previous podcast, I think, with Pan. By the way, if you haven't checked out the Pan Organizer podcast, do so. Please listen Please. to that one. Um, and I've really struggled. And it's it, it kind of gets you down. So us as creators, we... If we disappear, it's not because we don't want to make videos. It's just because we've got genuine reasons. And a comment brought that to light today, saying that he loves the channel and he, you know, he often shares the videos, which I really, really appreciate. But he said, "You don't upload enough." Now I'm well aware of this, but the point is, at the moment, more seriously, it looks like we're going to be getting a hosepipe ban. Now I know down right down south in the Kent coast and all down that way, probably outside the greater London area, there 
already got a hose pipe ban. It's only a matter of time when we get one. I've looked on the forecast and there is no rain forecast for weeks still. Um, we went for a walk um, the weekend and the fields are all cracked. It's just a dust bowl. The crops are, are dying off. It, it really is quite frightening, to be honest with you. And I know we love the summer. But that is why we are struggling. I'm really struggling to get content out because it is just too hot to be out there doing a car. And what makes it worse is the products will probably fail because it's too hot. Panel temperatures are hot, which we're going to be talking about later on. Mm-hmm. And also, your camera can actually switch itself off. Electronics, as Specky said with his laptop, they do not like direct sunlight. And they're all going to be saying, Paul, isn't it about time you bought a gazebo? Yes, it is. But unless you give me 600 quid or 800 quid, I can't buy one. And I don't want a cheap one because they'll fall over and scratch me car. So that is the nature of the game. I am still making videos and I have really missed it. And thank you to everyone who keeps sending me products to test out. And there's going to be a lot more coming from me, obviously, this year. I can't wait for it to cool down, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, that's my kind of detailing news. Uh, There is a little bit of social news, which has happened recently, which we were talking about before we came on air. Um, I've got two dogs and the elderly dog, Jessie. She's 11 and a half now, and she's a bit like an old person. She'll only walk so far. And uh, sorry, I have to mention old people. I have to. Obviously, I'm sponsored (laughs) by old people. A slight obsession with old old people and old animals. Because <laughs> I don't want to get old, basically. <laughs> and she'll only walk so far. And we have a, you can call it a dog stroller, but it's it's basically a pushchair for a very ugly baby. Um, <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want we, to. We have had that. You know, we get looks and then we get another look going, Ooh, oh, it's a dog. Um, so we, we bought it because... As you know, we go to Wales every year and you go so far and the dog just says, no, you're going to have to pick me up or put me in a taxi because I'm not walking any further. If you want to go on a 10-mile hike, go for it. I've had enough. My hips are hurting. Put me in a buggy. So Samantha's been trawling the interweb. Uh, she's been on Bookface Marketplace tonight and she's found what appears to be, um, well, it's probably the same size as an Austin Allegro Estate or maybe a Ford Granada, this ginormous twin trolley. I don't know why we want it. It's absolutely vast. I hope it's four-wheel drive and has a Briggs & Stratton engine on the back because it's absolutely huge. And I was going to say that to you earlier when we were talking. I was like, what, what engine comes in it? Because it, it can't be that big and not be powered somehow. It's a 500 bright horsepower Paul Dalton special <laughs> because you know who's going to be pushing that bloody thing, don't you? Muggins here. <laughs> with the ugliest baby in the West in it. And she goes, oh, they can both get in that. What did I say? I'll tell you what, if they can go both get in it, you can push me in it because it's big enough. Um, but I'm a little bit nervous because you can't take the Metro because obviously you put two half dozen eggs in there and it's full up because uh, it is totally useless because it's too small. So sadly, she's taking my freshly cleaned and uh, freshly detailed and nice and shiny Skoda. And I'm a little bit nervous about it because she's not... I did mention this before, didn't I? Not not the greatest of drivers, you know. The wing mirrors point skywards. I don't know why. I get in it. Where are your mirrors? I don't use the mirrors. No shit. Really? Haven't noticed. How can you see where you're going? Leave me alone. That's all I get. And so I just, I just slowly sink into the seat. 
I don't mention it anymore. So that's pretty much the social news. We're up to date, I think, on every delivery going. I'm expecting another delivery at some point from Paul at Ballotin Supplies over in mm. Long Melford, which is very local yeah, to me. Which is that's a fair point. I uh, I got some uh, air fresheners from him, actually, in the post recently, and uh, the bubblegum one was not to my taste. I'm, I don't like bubblegum scents, but, um, mm. you know, the kids... You're not supposed to, to eat them. You do know that, don't I, you? You yeah, lick it. It's, it was in a, one of those spray-flavoured scents that you... No, okay, never mind. See, I, I don't mind bubblegum. No, um, it's not for me... It's just, just yeah. you know, the new car scent was lovely. I tell you what, which one was really nice, the vanilla and tobacco. This is the second thing that I've had that smells of vanilla tobacco, but this one is actually a car scent. It's so I've special. yet to spray that. This the you're talking to, you're referring back to the car scope detailer. The car scope. Yes, the so uh, I've what's yet it to use again? that. Um, sadly, with my nose blindness, um, I forgot to mention the fact in the latest video when they did the soft 99 top up protection stuff. Um, I forgot to mention that, oh my God, there goes my car. That's the last time I see that all clean. Um, <laughs> and probably on four wheels, not on the roof. Um, uh-uh. Crying. I'm gonna, I'll just leave this in the mouth, start crying. Um, now I've lost my track. Sense. Oh, sense, Paul. Yeah, sense. Yeah, I haven't tried the uh, vanilla and tobacco uh, car scope scent yet, but um, I'm looking it's forward flare. to that. That was the name I couldn't remember. It wasn't coming to me. Flair is That's the a- name of... That's no, like a no. 1970s perfume. They used to sell that in boots. Is it? Yeah. I'll take your word for it. I'm not old enough to remember the 1970s, mate. Honestly, it just smells like old people's there. homes. Don't ask me how I know. I just take <laughs> it like that. <laughs> no, apparently it's called Flair. That's their quick detailer, and um, it yes, smells like right. vanilla and tobacco, and it is lovely. You're absolutely right. It's really lovely. Um, last piece of news I've got. I'm finally going to get round to getting some alloy wheels back on the Fiesta. It's been sitting on winter wheels since winter, <laughs> and it's still on there. Um, Funny that, yeah. But like, I'm still on my steel wheels and my winter tires. Um, I know you shouldn't be driving winter tires in the summer, blah blah blah. Um, but I simply just couldn't afford a couple of new tires. We had so much going on. We had holidays to worry about, things like that. Um, so I just didn't have the money to be able to go and get a couple of tires. Thankfully, got a bit of extra cash, so I looked up some wheels on Gumtree, found a full set, four wheels, including all-season tyres, so hopefully that'll be um, useful, I won't have to maybe change the wheels and tyres in the winter, Um, but I've got them, I'm not going to say what they are, they are from another Ford, but they're not from a Fiesta, I'll leave it at that, you know which ones they're from. Um, but I'm yeah. It's not a Sierra. Um, God, Sierra wheels as well. Come on, they'd probably be smaller than the Fiesta wheels. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, so anyway, got those wheels. I'm gonna be making a video of me cleaning them up, and then hopefully getting them on the car. They are damaged. They are curbed and scraped and things like that. I'm gonna give them a rough clean up just now. Then I'm gonna save up a bit of cash and see if I can get them refurbished at some point later on in the year. So that'll be a separate video. But while I'm going to be jacking the car up, I'm going to be using some special gadgets that I've been sent as well. So that's something else to look forward to in the video. I'm looking forward so, to that because I know I, what they I'm are. I'm looking forward to it too. Uh, yeah, you do. You do. It's uh, interesting. I sent a picture to my mate Rog last night, the the guy that owns the Sierra Sapphire Cosworth that I've featured in the past, and. Uh, and he was he was 
on the ball as well. He remembered which car they were from, which is really good. If you're a car fan, you'll know them. And if you're not a car fan, you won't have a clue. Just means you're a nerd. <laughs> yes. Like There's me. nothing wrong with being a nerd. <laughs> anyway, um, let's move on to the topic of this episode, which is heatwave detailing. So this is very apt for what's going on uh, in the UK and, and parts of Europe as well, and really suffering some of these really insane temperatures and as Paul said obviously it gets in the way of being able to do things with your car. So what we want to talk about is a couple of tips and tricks and things to watch out for if you are having to, uh, if you don't have an option but you've got to clean your car in the heat, how can you go about it in the safest way possible without causing too many issues, how can you go about it, what things do you need to watch out for? Um, Paul, you can kick things off. What's one of the first things you need to be very careful about in this high temperature, lots of direct sunlight situation? Wearing flip-flops, I'd say, is the key. Uh, don't mm. do it because you get... No, let's talk, let's quickly, Pink toes. We, you know, we, we joke about this. I mean, I am follically challenged, as most people will realise. Um, there is more hair on a peach than there is on my head. <laughs> um, personal protection equipment or PPE, mm-hmm. you've got to look after yourself. If you're out doing cars, now it's not possible to visit, if you're a mobile validator, it's not possible to visit a customer at six in the morning. It just isn't, you know. No, no one's going to thank you for, for starting up the uh, the K4, the Neil Fisk, um, an ungodly hour of the morning. Now, they've got it right on the continent. Obviously, they start earlier and finish earlier. Mm-hmm. In Britain, we just seem to start at the same time and finish later and just do more hours and just get more and more burnt out. But when you're doing cars and you think it's not hot, I would add another 10 degrees on top of that. Now, when I did the Skoda video, I shot it fairly early in the morning. And by the time I finished, the panel temperatures were fairly reasonable. They weren't really hot. So let's talk about basics. So we're talking about washing, pre-washing. Uh, and let's just say if it's, if it's a commercial vehicle, if it's a van, you're really not going to want to start using TFRs and things that could possibly stain on the clear coat or on if it's single stage paint. There's more chance it's going to stain. Um, wax infused shampoos. I'm not a huge lover of those anyway, but they can leave like a rainbow effect on glass and on clear coat. As soon as the sun hits them, it just makes a god awful mess. Number one really is. Water spots, um, mm-hmm. water, you know, mineral deposits and etching on the clear coat and basically chasing your tail. Now, there is water spot removers on the market, Koshkemi FSE, the Auto Glance, uh, I think Gion do one. CarPro. Uh, CarPro uh, do one. Chemical def- guys. Yeah, CarPro do a dedicated uh, water spot removal. I've seen some videos on that. It's pretty impressive. And Actually, you're right. I tell you, I was, I was advised after I bought the CarPro Spotless, which is their sprayable water spot remover yeah apparently a liter bottle well i think i just bought the 500 mil just to give it a try um but they also have a shampoo which i believe also removes water spots i need to go and look that one up but i was advised about this one by another local detailer that's interesting because dodo juice born to be mild has the inhibitors i believe doesn't it isn't it got some inhibitors in it stopped watermarking Oh, really? I didn't know Ble- that. Yeah, I believe that's made for hard water areas because I've used it and it's, it's a lovely shampoo. 
There's certain precautions you can take using pure shampoos can help rather than using things like the waxed infused shampoos. Uh, but especially pre-washing. Pre-washing with any strong chemical can result in some streaking issues. Now, on the Skoda, didn't find I had any issues because obviously at the time of day I was doing it. That's unavoidable if you're doing this for a living. We are talking about doing it for pleasure and for doing it for you guys to make videos. If you're out with a customer basis and you've got to be there at a certain time, you could be doing that at half three in the afternoon, four o'clock. Now, historically, in our country, once it gets past three, half past, you know, four o'clock, it mm -hmm. genuinely starts to cool down. We've not seen that this year. Four o'clock is the hottest time of the day. It's absolutely boiling. When I've been looking at Google and looking at the weather forecast, it gets to four o'clock, and that's the, the really that's the part of the day you really don't want to be out in it. That's unavoidable if you're halfway through doing a car and you've still got to get the LSP on it. And if the customer has asked for a wax, you know, a natural car Nuba wax to be applied to the car, you may experience problems. It's going to get sticky. It's going to get runny. It's going to make a little bit of a mess. Now, yeah. we're not talking a huge mess, but it's going to extend the time you're going to be doing the car because you're going to be chasing your tail. Fantastic if you've got a carport, if you've, if you've got a gazebo, gazebo, spit me... What's the matter with me? I haven't had a drink tonight. What's wrong with me? I can't speak properly. Um, that's what it is. I've caught old person's disease. Just, that's what it is. Someone just walked past. It's come flooding into my garage. It's made me old and stupid. Yes. Um, but seriously, you know, you can't keep setting a gazebo up every time you go to a customer because that's even more time, isn't it? And if you're on a time scale, it's, it's going to cause issues. So there's lots of things, precautions you need to take. Anybody out there is just going to sit there and just go, don't do it. Yeah. So that's your business. So how many days are you going to have off? I've literally noticed that, I mean, normally we get two weeks of summer and that's it. This has been a very, very prolonged period. What, eight weeks of this weather, possibly longer? It's been this temperature. You can't sustain that as a business. You can't just go, oh, I'm not coming. It's too hot. I had a message from someone the other day and uh, he'd cancelled two jobs because there were black cars. Mm -hmm. understandable dark colors it's all going to show up but that's not sustainable as a business is it so th no. there's a lot of factors to think about and people probably think oh it's a nice sunny day i'll go and wash the car yeah even my neighbor next door i said to him i'd leave it till this evening you know um then you've got the benefit of being eaten alive by the mersey mosquitoes which is always a joy yeah well it's a bonus <clears throat> Interestingly, when you're you're talking about black cars and the heat and water spots, uh, I uh, did my father's car a wee while ago, and uh, I added some products at the end uh, to add a bit of hydrophobicity. And uh, I asked my dad, I said, "How's it? How's it going? How's it looking?" And he said, uh, "When it's raining, fantastic." He says, the trouble is, up here, we get the rain, and then almost immediately after, we get some sort of warmth, and then we get sunshine, ah, and yeah. all he sees is spots everywhere. Mm. And that's that's not a, a fault of washing, because my father doesn't wash his car. <laughs> he leaves that up to me. So he doesn't do any of the washing. So it's not a fault of the wash process. It is 
one of those things that if you have something, if your your car is incredibly hydrophobic, then you're going to get all the water spots. And then as those dry out, especially with very dry air, if it's lots of wind, if there's been lots of sun and heat, there's going to be lots of pollen in the air. That's going to come down in the rain. That water is going to evaporate and it's going to leave behind everything that it picked up as it was coming down through the air. So you're going to be left behind not just the mineral deposits, but also any dust and and we've seen the the Saharan dust as well and then the rain exacerbates that situation as we've well. We've got yeah, I'm sitting here looking at my son's BMW. Not only has he got cobwebs on his eyes because cobwebs seem to just form instantly. They're just everywhere. Um, but it is covered in the Sahara, the dreaded Sahara dust. And you, yeah. what you rightly said, if it's got protection on it, you can see where the beads have been forming, and it's just left behind this horrible sort of splattering of dust and sand. And of course, this is a great time of year for bugs. Bugs seem to be attracted to your windscreen and your mm-hmm. front end of your car, and you have to deal with it. You have to get rid of them. Um, and once again, it re- you know goes back to strong chemicals. Now, I use the Garage Therapy Decon shampoo. It's you know it's a strong, it's a really versatile product. It is strong. You don't need a lot of it. Dissolves the bugs, no problem. You've got bug removers you can use. But at the same time, you've got to be prepared to get around your car at a certain speed as well. Yes. And I mentioned this before we, you know, before this podcast throughout the week, we've been talking about topics. And, and one of the things I do is I put shampoo in my lance. I don't just put it in the bucket because mm-hmm. that extends the dwell time of the products on the car and it leaves that lubricity over the panel soaking the car for that much longer it just makes it easier to get round because you've got that extra gliding action and what i tend to do now is i'll rinse a car half and half so i'll wash it and then get the stubby gun out and quickly rinse it down but obviously i'll try and do the you know the bit that's in the sun try and get that done sort of last because i know that it's not going to you know, dry out immediately, and then by the time I get back to it, it's going to look a god awful mess. Yeah, but but it, it's I really feel for people, not just hobbyists, enthusiasts. I really feel for the guys that are doing this on a daily uh, occurrence. It's their bread and butter. It's their job. If you yeah. formed your business in Great Britain or in Scotland, you're probably used to pretty naff weather. And as much as we love the summer, and it's great great for the you know the tourist tourism industry, it's hurting other people in the pocket. So there is things you need to look out for. And one thing we are going to touch on is LSPs because that's quite Mm -hmm. important, especially with the evolution of certain quick detailers with SiO2 in them. They can have really nasty streaking effects on warm panel temperatures. Um, Anything with – I wouldn't say – this is where probably sprayable waxes could come in because they're not too heavy, so you might get away with a light spray wax. But certainly fortified detailers might be the way to go, not ones that have got ceramic infused in them because then you might you know, run into issues. It's interesting. Um, first of all, by the way, I'm, I'm glad you said the UK or Scotland. I love how you've um, you must have been contacted by the SNP already about the independence referendum because <laughs> you've just separated Scotland from the rest of the UK already. So thanks for that. Well, it is like Alaska. Uh, and I can't mention Wales because I just love Wales. Um, <laughs> so I have to I have to miss that out. I have to leapfrog over that. But yeah, you generally, yeah, you're, you do have some balmy weather up there. 
it's it's a bit bonkers. It has to be honest. It's it's very interesting where I am. It's different on again. It's a it's a maybe a coastal thing. It's a you know I'm in Aberdeenshire, which is over on the far east coast of the UK of of Scotland, and uh, you know it's it's a different weather we get here compared to down in Glasgow, which is the southwest. Um, it gets the brunt of weather, and we have I've gone on about this to family members and friends too many times about. Uh, what kind of natural weather defences we have up here, which is what makes agriculture so fantastic. Um, but it also doesn't really help us in the detailing sense because I never know what's going to happen. It could be absolutely scorching hot, you know, not a cloud in the sky, and then 10 minutes later we're going to get a rain shower. You just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, at the moment you're going through a particularly predictable drought, and uh, and we are not. You know, we're still getting regular rain here. So you just you just can't tell what's going on. Um, and as far as things like uh, topping up, um, well, actually, you mentioned, I want to bring up on this one here, the spraying of the shampoo on the car. Yes. I think there's what? some benefits to this one, not just in the fact that it adds lubricity, but it also helps to continue to cool the panel. Uh, the pre-rinse is what's going to be really important. Your panel temperatures are important. And giving it a pre-rinse down with cold water is already going to help to cool that. And then if you're snow foaming, that's great. And then if you're throwing on a cold foam of of shampoo as well, then you are again going to be adding to that cooling situation to keep your temperatures low. So that when you want to do something afterwards, like, as Paul said, uh, hitting it with some sort of detailing spray or spray wax afterwards, something like that, you're going to have a better time of it because you're not going to be fighting those high panel temperatures. The The drawback being if you are still in the sunlight and you have black paint, I don't think anything's going to help you because black paint absorbs heat faster than any other colour and it really is a nightmare. Um, we do need to be considerate of of trying to detail in the evenings and the, the low sun. I've certainly I've been trying to do that myself, but sometimes you just can't avoid it. So you were talking about LSPs. Let's let's touch on that one because I know you've got some good points on this. Yeah, with LSPs, I have had experience of this. Um, I did it on Harvey's car. Now, Harvey's car is on his BMW, not the Suzuki. God, I, I can't remember the last time I cleaned that poor little thing. Um, but the BMW, the paint reacts better to natural waxes. But also, you do get water spots. You can still get water spots on it. I happened to do that recently and clean it. I ended up polishing out some that I'd inflicted on the last wash. Um, and it wasn't a full wash. He'd had some, he had some bird crap on it or something. And I went around and I said, you can't leave that on there. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, forgot about that. Typical, you know, the youth of today. <laughs> so I went around there with some, some QD and some water and got rid of it and thought, yeah, that's better. Um, not really, no. I've actually caused more problems than I needed to, although I did save the paint from bird etchings. But you still have to be careful when applying anything on single-stage paint because it, it does soak in the products. I mean, it look mm. fantastic when they're done. But I was going to go back to gazebos because I kind of sort of semi-wrote them off. If you're doing machine polishing and you may be performing a ceramic coating, then obviously that gazebo is going to be up for a considerably longer time than it would mm -hmm. be if you were just doing a maintenance wash. So we're not ruling those out because they do have their place and they are very good bits of kit and they obviously keep you cooler as well as the vehicle. 
Um, but one thing I will, I really have to stress upon this because I'm a great believer in this. As far as LSPs are concerned, wet coat products I would vastly steer away from because if you use those with any form of panel temperatures, even remotely warm, it will just streak like crazy. I reserve those for winter months only. I think I messaged you about this, didn't I? You did, and honestly, I don't have... I don't stand where you stand. I I don't have the same issue. I've never used a spray-on, rinse-off LSP of some or, or you know any kind of protective product, spray-on, rinse-off as a topper, however you want to use it, as a base protection. I've never had any streaking with them. I've never must, had any issues. I must be over-applying them. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what it is, but... You know, then again, I've had some people contacting me saying I've I've used this product and I've had nothing but streaks and and I I mm. do follow that. I have other people saying I have it. I've I've never experienced a single streak in my life. And then you know I've tried that product and I've used it on black paint, for example, and I've been fighting it for half an hour because I could not get a streak-free finish. So, as much as temperature will have an impact on that, I don't think it is a hundred percent the rule. Um, I think it is is generally uh, a good practice, but I don't think it's a full-on rule because it's a different situation for different people. You, you've got different paint, you've got the different types of paint, you've got the different uh, qualities of paint, you've got the different preparation levels for the paint. You know, has it been polished, has it not been polished, is it oxidised, is it not, is it single stage, is it two-pack, you know, what condition is it in? Is it has it been decontaminated? There are lots and lots of things here that contribute to the final finish of any car. So, uh, heat is definitely one of those things that you don't want certain products if they are required to cure for a certain period of time. Heat will accelerate that, and that doesn't actually make it a good thing. Uh, there are some waxes and some sealants that we know of that say you have to leave it for. 30 seconds to a minute or five minutes, 10 minutes could be on warmer days. You're going to find that cure time is drastically reduced. That just means it's dried out. That does not mean it's actually properly cured. So that's a, that's a point to, to keep in mind. Yeah, is I mean, it's not always actually a good thing. There are products which, which we'll say can be used in direct sunlight. Um, yes. There is certain top up uh, protection products, which you can use in direct sunlight. We're not ruling them out completely. You mentioned about polishing which is mm-hmm. something I want to talk about. Certainly machine polishing. I had experience of this many moons ago when I did the uh, red Mercedes. And oh, yes. It, what it does is it dries out the lubricants in the compound or the polish, whatever you're using, mm-hmm. vastly reducing the, uh, the life of the pad, but also the working time when you're trying to correct a car or just enhance a car. So that's when we go back to the whole gazebo thing or some sort of parasol or something. Oh, God, I wish I'd had one when I was doing that. I got My head was like a boiled egg. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it drastically reduces. You know, you're going to rip through more polish, more compound, and also it's going to knacker the pads. And also the machine gets hot in your hands because, you know, the sun's beating down and, it, you know, and then it's revving its backside off. So that can be a problem as well. Interesting. A lot of, a lot of it's common sense, I think. Oh, definitely, definitely. I used to follow a detailer uh, on YouTube a while ago. I haven't watched any of his videos in years. I don't even know if he still goes at the moment. Is it Paul? No, Paul no. Paul Bloke from Essex? No, no, he was an American guy. I forget what his name was. No, Jason? No, can't remember. Anyway, um, 
he worked in, I believe he worked in Florida. So, you know, lots and lots of sun there all the time. And he was a mobile detailer. And he would carry out machine polishing on cars mobile. And he had to deal with this all the time. He didn't have a gazebo. He didn't. And, and I thought to myself, all is going to happen here is your, as you said, the lubricants are going to dry out. Your your polish is going to turn to powder. And if anything, you're you're going to end up doing more damage to your paint uh, than, than good. Now, he had certain specific polishes and compounds that he used, which had very good lubricants, which were perhaps slightly oily and therefore didn't dry out like some of the more modern water-based uh, type of lubricants that you find in, in some compounds. So I think it depends, and, and there will be certain situations where some of them will be more suited to certain temperatures or working uh, conditions. So keep that in mind if you are going to machine polish. If you're going to be doing it outdoors, do your research and find out if you're going to be working in hot temperatures in direct sunlight for regular situations. You're gonna, you can't just go and pick up a regular normal bottle of compound. You I think need lot, to know yeah, that that's a lot of them, right. A lot of them will state it on the label. We all, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people don't read labels. I mean, I, I religiously read labels now because I've tripped up so many times. I've tripped up in videos. I've tripped up doing my own stuff, and I always look at it and look at it again and, and make sure I've got it right. Um, with a video I've done recently, I overapplied a product. And now it wasn't really, really hot. It was a hazy, warm day when I did the Skoda video, and I over-applied the uh, Fuso Coat Boost just to mm-hmm. see what the reaction would be as a user. And it just became really draggy and almost like a paste wax to take off. It just became hard work. Yeah. We always say less is more, don't we? And some guys use a damper microfiber to drag the product around the panel, which, which does make a big difference. I mean, I That's used, a really good tip, that, actually. Yeah, leveling off. I mean, I... Sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. Uh, I get mixed results with that, but generally with a short palm microfiber, I mean, the products from Soft 99, they're, they're fairly thick. Even though they're sprayable, they are fairly thick. And you can. They are actually, it, yeah. Yeah, a bit like the user, really. Um, <laughs> but it's difficult to see on a white car as well. That's something as we've not really mentioned. We mentioned about black cars being an absolute nightmare to get rid of watermarks and streaking and the rainbow effect from certain shampoos. But white cars are just difficult. They are really difficult to see where you've been. And I'm not talking about dirt because dirt's the the easy bit. Getting rid of all the dirt and the grime, once that's done, you've got a blank canvas. Yeah. It's If you're applying a wax or a sprayable product, uh, topping up that protection, it's very difficult to see where you've been. Now, when I did my car, I went out the next day, uh, I saw it at night and I noticed some streaks and then I just caught it in a certain angle and just by the, the aerial on the roof, I'd missed a little section. But you have to get down really low to see it because you've got a reflection of the of the uh, the paint and there was like a dulling area. And that was just me. I'd over-applied it. I did it on purpose to see what the reaction was. But it is very difficult to see, and especially with shadows as well from the bushes next door. It's, it just plays tricks with your eyes, especially my eyes these days because I'm, I'm going like, Blind. <laughs> I'm not going. that one out there. I think it might be, um, you know, blind. I don't want to. I don't want to say it in case it's true. I've noticed my my sight. Of, 
I've been a welder for nearly 30 years, and I always thought my I had laser eyes. I, you know, I always used to take the Mickey out of um, my wife for wearing glasses, and just said she looked like Ollie from On the Buses. If you're a certain age, you'll know. Um, but now I'm wearing reading glasses, and it, the anything. No, I can't see that. Just simply put my glasses on. You know, I use them for everything now. But I haven't got to the stage where I need them for driving. Um, but I, I don't want to reach that that point. But yeah, that's fair. White white cars can be a pain in the sun. Yeah, because you're bobbing your head all around. You're going to move your head way more than practically any other car. I mean, maybe silver is the the closest um, you know alternative to that. White and silver cars, you just can't see where you've applied anything. So you do need to move your head all over the place and catch light, catch reflections, catch shadows, catch anything you can to find as a sort of contrast, uh, a contrasting section so that you can see if you've left any product behind or if you haven't applied something somewhere. It's a fair point. I also want to pick up here on the, the hose pipe band situation because that is a very strong possibility for you, but it's already... A reality for many people. Um, now we talked. We were we were messaging about this earlier today. Actually, the waterless wash versus a rinseless wash. Mm. Now I can't remember who I was having a conversation with about this recently, but I, I do remember chatting to someone a I while know. ago. I know it was. Who was it? It was the very man. It was Pan, your organizer. Oh yes, of course it was. It was Pan, of course. I, I was racking my brain trying to think who it was we were talking about. I'm yes, with we, him. I'm with him. We discussed this, yes. Mm. The whole waterless, no, we we don't agree with that. I mean, at the end of the day, a quick detailer, if you need more than a quick detailer to clean your car, then you need to actually wash your car. You know, if it's just been driven from your house to a show, then, you know, as long as it's not been just chucking it down the whole way, if it's been dry, all you should be using at the very most is a quick detailer. The alternative, the safer option being... The, the rinseless washes. So when we're talking about rinseless, we're talking about things like ONR, Optimum No Rinse, which is a fantastic product. Um, and it works really well and it actually does wet your panel. And it's that whole have a bucket full of the product. And I also have a, a spray bottle in my garage made up with some of that in a, in a quick detailer um, dilution as well. So I would be spraying the panel first anyway, just to wet it, just to maybe soften or loosen some of that dust or dirt that may already be there. And then I've got a bucket which is always sitting at a quarter of a bucket full of ONR, ready to go so that if there's times I just need to give it a quick wipe over, but it's more dirt than a quick detailer could be trusted with. Then I'll grab a towel with that, soak it, wipe it over, uh, you know, flip it multiple times to make sure I'm not getting too much dirt into the microfiber. And then literally grab a clean one and wipe it down to dry it off. Great option for those of you who are suffering a hose pipe ban right now or you're worried about it coming soon. Rinseless washes really do work much better than waterless washes. And I really do agree with Pan that I don't think they should be a thing. No, um, we've been bashing the hell out of the sun, haven't we? And sort of saying, you know, don't do this. You've got to be careful. Basically, scaring everyone to death about <laughs> uh, future future car cleaning escapades. Mm-hmm. There is one thing which is a, a bonus, uh, and that is interior wet vacuum and uh, doing seats. Yes. 
It's a bonus if it's sunny because they dry out that much quicker. Um, I recently did, um, half his girlfriend's got a Vauxhall Adam and it had some staining on both seats where a lot of the dust had started to come to the surface. Now, what you did, dry vacuum, it just wouldn't get rid of it. And I ended up uh, using an enzyme uh, killer cleaner um, and then just wet vacuuming them, not completely saturating them, but then doing the mats. And literally, we put the mats on our patio and they were dry within 10 minutes. It was that hot. And there was no watermarks, nothing. There was no tide marks. And it, it looked really good. Apart from the fact of cooking yourself to bits while you've got your head in the car, yes. which isn't nice because you're, you're probably, probably sucking up 90% water and the rest bodily fluids out the seat as it's dripping onto the seat. Um, but lovely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lovely. Lovely endearing image. Um, and the other thing is is soft top, a soft top clean. Yeah, um, because obviously true, yeah. you want those to dry out, don't you? Um, obviously not too quick. You don't want it like steam coming off of it. Um, but that can be an advantage. But I think above all, you've got to use common sense. But I I want to dedicate this show to anybody that is actually out there because we are a huge supporter of the you know, the detailing community. We don't just mean the social media side with um, YouTube channels and followers for Instagram. We mean the people that are out there doing this, the daily grind. Our hats come off to you, and not too not too often because you're going to get sunburned taking your hat off, but you know what I mean. We yep. tell our hats to anyone that is out there sweating their pants off doing this as a, as a job because it is very hard work. It's yeah, exhausting. Really. I, I, I couldn't do it. I mean, I, I struggle just, you know, driving my minibus around in on a hot day with no air conditioning. And, and I think I'm suffering. And, and these guys are out there in it all the time. And as you say, you know, sticking their head in a car, doing an interior on a hot day. That's the last place you want to be. Um, but again, you know, I think a lot of them, the, the ones that have their heads screwed on, they're going to have gazebos. Uh, I'm thinking off the top of my head, people like uh, Ron, Valentnova Ron, um, he's got his gazebo and that goes with him practically everywhere. So he's got his little bit of a savior. Um, and I think that's a fantastic thing. I am tempted to get one myself, not for the sun, but for the rain. Totally different situation. But, you know, <laughs> Sc- Scottish problems and all that. You know. <laughs> Son, what's that? <laughs> you don't need a gazebo, you need a storm shelter. I do. You know, that was my worry. Um, it was that my father offered to buy the gazebo for me and instead work it off because he knows I haven't got enough money to go and buy a gazebo. He says, I'll buy it for you. And then if you just promise to come around to do some jobs around my house, you know, and help me with this heavy lifting thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, fine. Um, th- my worry <laughs> is not about um anything other than the wind because <laughs> it's it can happen. It can get very strong, and my my mortal fear is buying a gazebo and having the thing take off like Mary Poppins down the street. Yeah, or just dooring someone's poor pride and joy. Yeah, because um, they come with sandbags. Lots of those, don't they? They can do. They can come with yeah. different weights and stuff. I've seen water bags. I've seen sandbags. I've seen metal weights and things. Realistic. What I what I'm looking for is um, concreting them into the ground <laughs> because okay. anything else is just not going to do it. <laughs> so just if you've got any small children around there, you can just tie <laughs> tie them up next to it and just use them as ballast. Uh, <laughs> I just see the thing disappear with six kids attached to it. <laughs> no, no offense, parents out there. Um, one, one thing we haven't mentioned is trim. I haven't mentioned trim yet. Um, using trim, 
No, well, I don't know anything about your manscaping regime. I'm talking about trim on cars, obviously. Um, we haven't mentioned about bumpers. We haven't mentioned about tyres. So we have now. Products, uh, yeah, we have now. Certain plastics on older cars can become rather streaky when you're, because uh, obviously it, it can only permeate so far into the plastic. Some of these, yes. uh, some of these products, and some people think, oh, it's a bit streaky. I'll just put a bit more on. And they just end up chasing streaks all the way around the trim. Yeah. The um on the BMW, there's not really a lot. There's a few inlays on there, and it's quite easy to treat. So you probably wouldn't notice it. But on it's the tires, free of black trim, isn't it? That car. Yeah, but the tires, the the big balloon tires, the uh, giant licorice Catherine wheels, which it um sits on, they can become a little bit streaky with some of the products, and if you over apply it. They can look a right mess. It might look great just as you put it on, but you've got to make sure that coverage goes in, you know, well and truly. When I, you might, on certain videos I do it, it looks like I'm going round and round, but I'm quite fanatical about tyre dressings. I like them to look nice yeah. and uniformed. But that can be another issue as well, using um, trim sealants. Do you find else? any, um, there's any one particular type works better in the warmer conditions? Because what I've found, this is my experience, is that the silicon-based ones tend to um, get very sweaty, um, yeah, they, whereas they... the water-based type in the summertime. I, I like to go sort of maybe silicon-based in the winter because it's more resilient to the water. Oh, it's definitely use... more resilient. resilient. Yeah. But the uh, water-based ones for the summer, because I don't need huge amounts of weather resilience, but I don't want it to go that horrible, weird, sweaty, greasy. No, I mean, I use CarPro Pearl for most things, mm. um, which is the polymer-based, oh, what is it, something oxide, I can never get this right, it's probably sat behind me somewhere, um, I won't delve into what it is, I've probably got it completely wrong. Sorry, I knock my mic flying. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll I, Google it while you talk about it. Yeah, um, I use that, and I've never really had an issue with that. And I used to use KKD, Crystal Clean Tire Sole, and that's um, a, that's a solvent-based tire dressing. Never had an issue with that. But I know what you mean. They, they it almost visually looks like they're re-sweating. Yes. And they're, they're, they're re-glossing themselves. Yes, they um, just don't look nice. They look worse after they've sat in the heat compared to when you first applied them. And that's that's been my my disappointment with them. And that's why I tend to go for more water-based products in the hot weather. Um, it was something that I also figured out. Uh, I used to use on my tires the Infinity Wax plastic and rubber wax. And that's a great product for Was that your... the one that was in a tub? Yeah, it was blue in a, in a tub. It looks like a, a tub of wax. Um, yeah, I remember that. But it's a yeah. blue product. It smells of blueberry or something. Um, it's a really phenomenal product. But um, what I found was it was better for the winter months than it was for the summer months because, again, the, the continual heat on it being a sort of waxy type of product. Almost the, like re, the, reinvigorating it. Yeah, it, it kind of wanted to melt it. Um, you know, and, and in a way it just, it didn't look so good. So I didn't find it, although it was a lovely matte finish on tires and things, I just found that it wasn't my, my favorite summer, uh, tire dressing. And instead I went for, 
um, more water-based products. But in the winter, a product like that, which has a, a small ceramic component, I believe, in it as well, um, it stays incredibly hydrophobic on your tires. It makes your tires look really good for a really long time. It was it was more suited to the cold weather, and I think that's a similar situation to CarPro Pearl because Pearl does contain silicon oxide. Um, that's so, it. You know, that's it. Silicon di- silicon oxide, isn't it? Silicon oxide. That's the one. So, he said silicon um, dioxide. It's not that, definitely. No. So um, that's what it contains, and that's that gives it its hydrophobicity and things like that. But being that it's um, a thinner product, it will permeate the the rubber just a little bit more, so it might be more suitable for for summer dressing. So I think Pearl is a great product for kind of all round, all year. Um, but there are others where I think they are. You do have to consider the temperatures and so on. That some are going to behave differently depending on the weather. Hmm. I think what we've done here, we've we've summed it up that people that care for their cars fanatically, the the whole hobbyists, the detailing enthusiasts, the people that do this for a living are just not happy with the weather. If it's winter, it's too cold. If it's summer, it's too hot. We want an in-between weather. Yes. I think we need an in-between weather. We don't want it, we want it bright. We don't want it too sunny because we don't like glare. We don't want to get sunburned. We don't want it too cold because we don't want to get cold when we're doing the car. We want it just right. It's not much to ask. We don't ask for a lot. Not much. <laughs> we just want perfect weather. I think I've been on this planet long enough. I'm 51 years old. I've yet to come across it. We used to get two weeks of summer. Now we get the, I don't know, it's like biblical weather every year. It really is changing. On a serious note, things are changing with our climate. And yes. I know that there's people out there, you know, the, the tree huggers and the people that, you know, like to go up and cuddle a whale. I wouldn't advise that. Especially a killer whale. Quite ferocious. Um, but really... Speaking from personal experience there, Paul. <laughs> Funny you should say that. We actually got... I didn't, it's not nice. We had a washed-up seal on the beach. And it's it's really quite sad because I'm, you know, I do love wildlife. But we, we had one. Um, it's funny because Mersey being a small place, it just, you know, it, anything is a story. And mm-hmm. this thing got its own bloody postcards. And it was called Sammy the Seal. And this thing comes back every year because it's got a very strong liking to bacon. Um, because people <laughs> use bacon to catch easy crabs. In the sea, in the sea, you get a, you know the things you put in your washing machine, the little washing bags, the little net bags. You get that and you get a lot of bacon and you get a line and then you throw it in, you pull out a load of crustaceans. Stick them in a bucket and go, look, mum, I've caught 40 crabs. You wouldn't say that when you're older. Um, Hang on. I didn't know you could use bacon to catch seafood. Yeah, they, they, there's two things. See, yeah, so I'm letting a cat out of the bag here. Um, you can use bacon um, offcuts or people use uh, fish offcuts and actually sell them vac sealed. Lovely. In the gift shop. Wow. I mean, they smell beautiful. <laughs> but we there's a big jetty on Mersey. We're going to get go off topic here. Why not? And and it's it's a big wide jetty, and it's they've redone it all, and it's handrails and all that, and it's great to see because the kids come from all over the place in the city areas, and they go down there and they get a bucket, and then they just um, pull these crabs out, and then they just tip them all out all over the jetty. People get bitten by them and fall overboard in straight in the mud. It's great. Uh, but yeah, Sammy the seal. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to just go straight off topic there, <laughs> off of a tangent, but uh, we've gone from detailing cars to Sammy the Seal, and I haven't seen Via him lately. Crabs. 
<laughs> via crabs. I haven't seen him lately, so um, if I see him, I'll take a picture and I'll put it up on my Instagram. Yeah, he's got his own <laughs> calendar and everything. Oh, I haven't yet. I've been here nearly 30 years. Why are you guys getting excited about a seal? Because we don't... Look, you see everything up there, don't you? you Do know, you not you... get seals regularly there? No, we don't. Uh, not on this part of the coast. Um, certainly not around here. We have had, I think, dolphins further out. Um, and obviously, there is sharks, but they're not, you know, you don't get like blue fin or tiger sharks or great whites, anything like that. Um, but yeah, generally we we're like, wow, that's a seal, you know, because it's really? either, yeah, we yeah, it's absolutely amazing to us, like, you know. We get it's we like, get dolphins and we get porpoises um, dancing around the mouth of the River Dee, and then up on the mouth of the River Don, it's it's seal central. Um, there's a little island in the middle of the mouth of the Don where they all just they know they're completely safe out there, and they all just go there on low tide and go and sunbathe. So well, maybe that's where he's from. He's lost. <laughs> I'll ask him next time I say, "Go eat." You know, Specky. Uh, ask him see, if he responds to things like "fit like," then you know he's from here. <laughs> right? Can we get back on the subject before we get really sidetracked? So yeah, we've basically worked out that common sense prevails, but our hearts go out to the guys that are doing this in this heat. And yes. please, please look after yourselves. Um, Wear sunscreen. Protect your skin. Yep, wear sunscreen. Um, Specky's got a webpage with the white overcoat that he wears, so that might be a good shout. Um, that could <laughs> you covered up from head to toe. That's a real turn on. You could wear that. And you may have noticed I wasn't wearing my hat in the last video, and somebody actually remarked on this that I should keep my bonds uh, covered up, and quite rightly so. It's not good for you. Sunstroke. Very true. Very true. PPE and and more than just the uh, the use of the chemicals and so on, but protect yourself in general. Hope this has been uh, an interesting, eye opening uh, experience for you guys. Um, it's been really interesting to talk about because you know we talk about this a lot, especially with the way the weather is right now. Um, it is very, very apt. If you guys have any special tips or tricks that you want us to share out to the rest of the community, please do get in touch. Uh, you can get in touch with us on our Instagram pages or there's an email address, speckyandpaultalkdetailing at gmail.com. Feel free to get in touch with us. Any stories, any tips, tricks, or anything at all that you think that the community could benefit from, then please do get in touch with us. Uh, in the meantime, though, this has been great fun, Paul, as always. Um, yes, it so has been really good fun. Uh, we, I think we've covered all bases. Uh, we've got covered car care detailing. Um, we've covered sea life. Crustaceans, uh, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. the weather, um, old people, Old obviously. people, that's a good one. Yeah, need um, that one. How to be completely embarrassed by your ugly dog walking down the street with a stroller. <laughs> we've covered that. Um, anything else you would love us to talk about? It can be anything... Obviously, car-related, car care. This is just our way of entertaining you lovely people. It's just our weekly chat, or two weekly, should I say. Um, yeah, we would love to get some feedback from you guys and some hints and tricks and tips on how you're getting through this crazy weather we're having at the moment. Please let us know on our um, Insta spams. Yep, we'll definitely and our email. Yeah, we'll get that shared out in the news in the next episode if you've got anything and we'll work on who we're going to have for our next guest, hopefully for the uh, next episode. In the meantime, though, I have been Specky. And I've been Paul. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Catch you later. Thanks very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
next week.